Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's right. Welcome in. Welcome back, folks, to a Notre Dame's first truly competitive window of football in about 30 plus years is about to crack open. What will Notre Dame do with this opportunity edition of the Always Irish Show? As always, thank you for being here. You can find the program on YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps. Yanni boy out as well. Notifications on that way. You don't miss nothing. Twitter. Search bar. Always Irish rat. Always Irish Inc. Emails. Always Irish. And gmail.com. Audio only anywhere you want it. You can get it if you don't want to see my face. I don't blame you. Call in lines. 312-988-15. Dialed up. Tell Johnny all you've heard and seen. Instagram, Facebook, Always Irish Inc., USA Today, Fighting Irish Wire, read all about it, patreon.com, a slash Always Irish, former captain, leading tackler, Mike Goolsby, and yours truly behind the scenes. It's great over there. Just interviewed Owen Streepig, great kid, going to be a great addition to Notre Dame. Go check us out. Thanks to all that have. All right. It's been, what, a day or so. And I've had some time, and we've had some time, to take a look around Notre Dame and college football in general, get the reactions and responses from the Al Golden returning to Notre Dame news, and everybody seems pretty happy about it. Listen, you can verify this if you watch the morning call-in shows. Literally for months, in multiple of those shows a week, I'm going, uh, anybody got any Al Golden updates? So there's some people who didn't get a big reaction out of this because they were like, well, we just, we heard it was in the works. We just figured this is what it's going to be. Now it's official. That's not a big deal. Really? Ask Brian Kelly and LSU about that arrangement. That's what they thought they had done with Denbrock and now he's working for us. So I don't understand how people thought that that was just a done deal. I kept asking a question, waiting for closure. Now you got it. Now you got it. And I've had a bunch of people reach out since the news via text, email, direct message on Twitter, whatever it is. And they were interested in where I said Notre Dame and Freeman's winning window isn't totally open, but it's cracked open and I can see the light. And a few people have asked me to expand on what I mean by that. 
And I think the exact phrase, the window's cracking open. You can see the light, but it's not fully open as far as it relates to Notre Dame's truly competitive window. Truly competitive means deep playoff runs like a team that could legitimately be considered the real deal. Not we get excited and we pump ourselves up and we're nowhere competitive. What? Not that, but the real deal. So what do I mean by that? Let's address that now. I don't think this team's tied already right now. I don't. Is that news to you? I don't think this team's tied already right at the moment. For my likings, I need two more really rock-solid recruiting cycles, and I'll feel a lot better about that. I don't think they're there yet as far as like a title. I don't. I want to be wrong. This is as we sit today. You light up Texas A&M, start out in 8-0, 9-0. I'll be talking different, and I want to talk different. But I don't think as we sit today, I'm comfortable saying this roster, I feel it's at title level. I don't. I want to be proven wrong. I'm open to be proven wrong. They could try and prove me wrong in the regular season next year, whatever. Maybe you differ on how you see this. That's fine. That's fine. But unlike a lot of people who do this for a team on the internet, on YouTube, I'm going to die. I'm not going to tell you I have all the answers. You can disagree with me. This is just what I think. Don't get mad at me. My job's to call it how I see it, not how you want it. You got me? My job is to call it how I think I see it, not how you want it to feel better and not how I want it to feel better. There's nobody harder on Notre Dame than me. So no, I don't think they're title contenders right now in this moment. That being said, I feel some stability now, some roots some structure, pillars that I could trust on and lean on. I just feel like there's a solid foundation now and a stability that I didn't feel the first couple years of Marcus, and now I'm starting to feel that with the recruiting operation. This staff's best attribute, other than just work, because all they do is work and grind, It's evaluations. This staff does a much better job evaluating these high school guys than many previous staffs did. That's a bigger deal at Notre Dame than it is common football factories because you're not just going to load up on five stars and a couple four stars. Notre Dame's got to find some of those lower rated kids that are Notre Dame guys that develop into NFL guys that contribute big for Notre Dame. This staff does a great job evaluating. The foundation is here, and it's not a false one. It's not one of just hope. Al Golden, Mike Denbrock, and this recruiting operation are the foundation, and it's going to be stable for a long time. This allows a truly competitive Notre Dame run to even be feasibly possible in a way it never could be with any coach since Luke.
this is being built the right way for the long haul. I feel that. So I don't look at the roster and go title roster now. And now you got Al, you know, Al and Denbrock, we're, we're going to win the title. I don't see that. I want to be wrong. I'm open to be proven wrong. Hope it happens. But they're entering that part of this. We're winding down with the Marcus as the new guy. Let's get used to the change and we're transitioning into the next phase of this. What does the team do with this opportunity? It took a lot of work to get us there. Look at all the struggles of the last two years. Year one was a nightmare. Losing the starting quarterback that you didn't even know if you could trust, even if he was healthy in the second game, like just a nightmare. <sighs> Roster rolls all over. And then last year was a little better, but you still had some issues and, and you couldn't trust the offensive play caller in the biggest moments, biggest games against good teams. Now some of that instability's leveled out. And, and it's up to the team what they do. But the infrastructure's in place to allow something good to take hold and root and grow. That has never been there since Lou. Doing it this way, this deep with the foundation that everybody trusts and respects. So I, I don't know how quickly we go from here or whatever, but this feels like a delineating line, a an ending point of something and a beginning point of something else. And it's the end of the beginning of the Freeman era and getting into what should come next, a very competitive eye-level run of football. You beat A&M and, and you go undefeated and we're looking at Florida State coming to town November 9th and you're undefeated or something. That's a good way to fast track things and get that, that window of truly competitive. Crack that baby open, get some light in there. Get into a playoff situation, win a game. Nobody's picking you to win against an objectively really great team like I just feel this brewing. I feel the page turning over from the, the beginning of the Freeman era into what's next. This is what's next. It's got to be what's next. Everything about this program is now getting more modern. It's, it's exactly what I've been begging for forever. This was always going to be a key window that dictates the future of Notre Dame football. This, this time period you knew was coming was a key window. Every day that the sport has turned more to feel like a pro thing and not a college thing and all that. And the question I had is, is Notre Dame going to be willing to play that game enough to keep us competitive or are they going to resist? That was a big existential situation facing Notre Dame football. The more and more it turns away from the collegiate field and more into the pro field. How would Notre Dame navigate that? Because they are an outlier there with how they operate, the academics, all of that. Turns out they're doing a really good job of threading that needle. They really are. 
trying to maintain our DNA, our values, all the stuff that's important to us and playing the game enough to be competitive. They're threading the needle pretty well, in my opinion. And that's new for Notre Dame to do. New. That's new. So I don't know if that's Father John's phasing out, new president Jack's phasing out, and and the TV guy, Bavakwa, comes in here and says, what are we doing? Write some big checks. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not complaining about it. Keep it rolling. Better, deeper, more athletic talent. A stable staff of high-level coaches supporting Marcus. Administrative support. The work, the relentless work of the Notre Dame recruiting operation that we all know just takes more effort to get more done. It's just, it's always going to be the case at Notre Dame. It's always going to be the case. So then when you're presented with that, you could go two ways. Kelly's way of saying, it's hard to win. It's hard to win here. I can't get MVPs. I settle for RKGs, which is code for guys that look like John. Uh, I'm shopping down a different aisle. You could go that route and look at all these Notre Dame things as limitations that hold you back, or you could look at it how Marcus and his guys do. Let's get on that Learjet and go at three high schools in one day and sell Notre Dame, baby. You could look at it as a negative or a positive opportunity. It's night and day in the, in the mindsets here. So, no, I don't feel like Notre Dame's championship level ready right now. But I see a foundation that has been laid that allows higher level success than what we've reached the last 20, 25 years. I see that there. Without that, you're not reaching those goals. Kelly didn't have all these things in place. Had really good years. How did they end? Even the, that's a, forget the average years. How did Kelly's best years at Notre Dame end? Duty, duty. I'll answer for you. Humiliation and embarrassment. You learned even through 12 and O's. You learned at the end you were nowhere near good enough and nothing changed in the program to fix it. You were in football purgatory with no chance. No chance. Cue the Vince McMahon music. You got no chance. I'm telling you. This is different. This is different. The structures are in place that can allow higher level results. Only if the staff and the team takes advantage of the hard work that they've done to get to this point. Rough two years, you guys. Be honest. Really, really stressful, rough two-year start for Marcus on and off the field. Rough start. A lot of adversity. I'd like to think and hope we are through the toughest part of this. Now it's time for the fun part. Start seeing some of the rewards. We're not there yet. Marcus is not a finished product. This roster is not a title-winning finished product. Unless I'm proven wrong, I would love to come on here with title tears in my eyes and say, Johnny was wrong. I want to have that day. I'm just saying, 
I hope everybody noticed we're turning the page. And that that beginning part of all this Freeman stuff's bye-bye. Now we're getting into something else. And they've done a good enough job, although it's been rocky, to put this stability and consistency in place. Now it's time to make it fly. But that structure is there in a way it didn't exist before as far as proper support all over. Off the field, behind the scenes, in the administration building, everything involved with the recruiting operation, and this staff. So it was a rocky road to get here, but Notre Dame's in a position now where I think they could truly make some moves with what they've done. They got to pull it all together and make it work. And again, we're not there yet. But what they've done to get to this point allows the opportunity, if you do the right things for higher level results, that's never been there since Lou left. Never been there since Lou left. This kind of stability and infrastructure at all levels? No. Nope. This is a new ball game. And with that, there's new opportunities to reach different heights. It's going to be exciting to see where this goes. The pressure's ramping up now to deliver, and it's justified, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. This thing is getting into the into second gear here. So that's what I mean by that window's cracked open um, as far as being truly competitive here. There have been some foundational pieces laid that are going to make all the difference. So big year next year for a lot of reasons. We all know that. Um, but things are bubbling now. Things are brewing now. And I'll finish with this. I've been saying this a while. I think all it's going to take is one moment to crack this all open. One moment of you succeeding in a moment we failed in for the last 30 years. Making the one more play against Ohio State, for example. Winning one of the playoff games we've been in, for example. Beating a team you, you're not supposed to beat, but that everybody else respects. And when you beat them, that everybody else has no choice but to respect you. Those are all things we have not really done. There have been some eye moments, even in the Freeman era, but you can find reasons to nitpick all the big wins we got. 22 Clemson, and like they were leaking oil, and that doesn't feel like it. they were ranked number four, but were they really? USC was undefeated, and they had the Eisman guy. We beat them. They ended up with, what, five losses? So that win doesn't look like what I'm talking about. I'm talking about knocking off a big boy, something where, where no one can deny but to give you respect. Notre Dame has not had that and not earned it in my entire cognizant life. I don't know how old you guys are. In my entire cognizant life, too young for 88, too young to remember 94, we have done nothing to earn national respect and credibility. It hurts my feelings every day, but it's fact. Every year, my brain's capable of remembering Notre Dame has failed. They have not earned national respect. It's got to change. There's only one way to do it. Go win some big games. Force 
people to look at you different. The infrastructure's in place for that now. But the biggest thing it is is, it's just like Frank Leahy and the Fighting Irish. When I'm reading it, I'm turning the page, baby. We're exiting the beginning of the Freeman era, and we're starting to get into winning time. Winning time. Let me know what you think.